Welcome to another podcast episode. Uh, it's the Apex Vaulting Podcast. Super pumped. Uh, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. This, If you're listening to it for the first time, it's probably Thanksgiving. And uh, so this is my way of saying thanks to the public community. I wanted to get a podcast ep- episode out for you guys. And we have a great guest. It's Jake Winder, former Division Three nat- uh, national champion. And he just opened up his own pole vaulting club, Rise Athletics. So I'm super pumped to talk to him about his pole vault origin, you know, how he got started in pole vaulting, his family, and now starting this pole vaulting club. Um, again, super thankful. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. I would love to see if you left a review. Um, also, you can follow us on Instagram at The Real Apex Vaulting. We're also Apex Vaulting on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and now TikTok. And if you have any questions or comments, make sure to email us at apexvaulting at gmail.com. Without further ado, uh, here's Jake Winder. All right, so here's Jake Winder. Jake, thanks for joining the podcast. Um, before you introduce yourself, I just want to say thanks again for joining us, and thank you for everything that your family does for Pole Vault. I mean, like, for those people that don't know yet, you're going to tell your, your family background and stuff, but you come from a family of pole vaulters, and I can't tell you how, I think, how instrumental and how pivotal your family plays a role in Pole Vault in America, and especially in, in your region of the country around the Chicago area. Um, t- tell us a little bit about your family background. Like, how, how did the whole family pole vaulting thing start? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, it's an honor to be on the podcast. I think it's super, super cool and uh, a unique thing uh, that we have for the sport. So thank you for allowing me to be on it. Um, But like, yeah, yeah. So my family, I mean, we, we grew up like my grandpa, you know, was, he just pulled out to just for fun. And then my dad was really the one who kind of took off with it. He, um, you know, is it like a classic, uh, you know, story a grassroots story you know where he he didn't have any yet one pole vaulting pole that he got for for christmas or his birthday okay and uh he had no track team his uh his what do you call it his um high school you know didn't have a track team or anything like that so he just buried a coffee can in his backyard and <laughs> uh and then started use that as a box and then you know you know fashioned some standards and started pole vaulting and and then he was able to get make it all the way um to the state meet and win a state championship in illinois which was pretty impressive and 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 what do you know what year that was like what what around what year you think you know, put me on the spot with the year. Um, <laughs> the uh, I would say probably like um, so, oh, this is gonna be bad. Seventy. Okay, <laughs> but around that time period, like late sixties, yeah. early seventies. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and before you continue, I just think like that's one of those things. Like that story alone, the fact that your dad was like, "Dude, I'm gonna bury this coffee can in the dirt and I'm gonna like jump in the backyard." That tells you how fun pole vaulting is. Like, I, I still yeah. can't believe the lengths that people go to to pole vault because we don't have a lot of access, but people fall in love with it and they find a way to do it. I mean, that, if that doesn't speak volumes about how amazing our sport is, I don't know what does. But, like, that, that's just amazing. So, so your dad wins the state title. What, what happens next? Yeah, so he wins the state title. He ends up going and uh, going and pole vaulting in college. And uh, he vaulted at university. Um, 
Texas A&M in okay. Kingsville. And then uh, he ended up, you know, jumping right about 17 feet in college and then mm-hmm. jumped after school just for, you know, just for fun. And, and then, uh, you know, we started, me and my brothers, you know, grew up around it. And so, like, basically it happened one day in the backyard. My um, middle brother, Josh, mm-hmm. was jumping at, like, a family barbecue. And he had, like, a, a rope tied up between two bushes. And, mm-hmm. and he was running with the pole and, you know, jumping over this, ju- jumping over this, uh, this you know fashioned crossbar and then uh i was like well he's not gonna be getting all the clout here so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna grab i'm gonna grab uh grab it and see what's going on and and so i i you know we just started jumping and then i don't know we jumped like probably close to eight feet that day like Mm -hmm. just over a random random court or whatever in the backyard and then after that we we started you know, getting after it. And I, my dad made us go up to him and say, dad, I want you to teach me how to pole vault. He was never, he never like, was like, I want you guys to pole vault. He like made us like formally go and ask him to, to coach us. And, uh, and so I went up and and I was like the first one and I was like, Hey, I want to go and I want to pole vault. And, and he was like, all right, well, we're going over to North central tomorrow. And uh, we're gonna get it going, and um, yeah. we went over to North Central College where he coached at, and and then you know we just started from there, and you know ended up I ended up winning a state championship, and then and then Josh ended up winning a state championship, and then Luke, my youngest brother, ended up winning two state championships and breaking the state record at the time, right. and then uh, we all went and pole vaulted in college and. And uh, we all went to um, North Central College uh, in Naperville, Illinois. Where, my dad did, did, where did you go before North Central? Because didn't, didn't you go to a, a different school first? Yes, yes. I went my freshman year to University of Alabama. Okay. And and then it just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, it's hard, like, whenever you go from being developed from a, a little kid in one system of pole vaulting to just go – you know, way to a place that's culturally, you know, a lot different and, and, you know, maybe the, the coaching is different or whatever. And I just, I just really, I mean, they were all really, you know, you know, they helped, they helped me. I co- actually coach Rod Tiffin was, uh, he was the coach. Um, he coaches, uh, oh man, at Samford, Samford University. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so he he helped me, and but we we just kind of came to the conclusion that if I if I wanted to really like be something in the pole vault, I needed to get back up to uh, Naperville and back to my hometown. And once I got up there, the battle that was where the battle just started because I was out of shape and I looked like garbage, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so then we we started grinding and. And then slowly but surely, you know, I started getting better. I jumped 17 my, my sophomore year. And then my junior year, I jumped 550, which is that, that big bar, that 18 yeah. foot bar. Uh, you know, and then, and then. So wait, you know, so one me, second. So let me, let me stop you right there. Cause I, I think you bring up so many great points and, and so many interesting things in the, the story so far. I'm going to go back to where you said like, and I, I've had your dad on the podcast, and I think he mentioned it briefly on the podcast. But it's like the fact that he made you and your brother say, "Hey, like I, I want to pole vault, like I want, I want to do this." I think that's so huge because I think there, there probably are some people listening to the podcast that you know they are a parent and they do coach pole vaulting, and they might be 
you know, interested to know, it's like, well, how do I work around this, like, you know, father, son, father, daughter, mother, son, mother, uh, daughter type deal? Because I think that's sometimes difficult. You know what I mean? Like, how do you coach your own child? And I think that's a really, really interesting point there. I mean, maybe could you elaborate on that? Like, why do you think that was so successful the way your dad approached you and your brothers about pole vaulting? Why was it important that you guys had to ask him? Like, how do you think that worked? Well, I think it's, I think it's very similar, honestly, to like why, um, club pole vaulters are, are pretty successful is because there has to be a real substantial drive behind a, an athlete that goes and asks, you know, their dad to coach them or goes to a club and pays money. Like there's an actual real drive and, right. and, uh, and that, that real drive is the foundation for, you know, every, every successful pole vaulter and every successful athlete, person, whatever, right. you know? And, and, and so, so my dad, you know, he, he, he never wanted to, he never pushed us into anything. And, and he was very adamant about that. And, and whenever we came to him, he wasn't like, Oh, yes, yes, this is awesome, awesome, awesome. He was like, Are you sure? <laughs> because, because this is no joke, man. This is, right. this is not, this is not going and, you know, standing in the outfield. This is, this is a legitimate, this is one of the hardest things to do in athletics, you know, and, and, uh, right. and he was like, it's going to be hard. You're gonna, you're gonna hurt. You're gonna cry. You're going to <laughs> be really happy, you know? Yeah. So th- this is, it's so funny that you said that. Cause, um, earlier I had a, a practice with a college athlete that's on break and he's like, yeah, I don't think I've cried for a couple of years in pole vault. So I think that's good. <laughs> I'm like, I've laughed yeah. cause you will cry male or female. There will be tears at some point. Oh my gosh, man. I mean, it's, 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 you know, you cry because you're sad. You cry because you're frustrated. You cry because you're happy. It's just, I mean, the pole vault is, is crazy. It's insane. But that's why we, that's why we all love it. And that's why it it gains, you know, once you, once you get a kid, you know, in pole vaulting and you, and you actually start to see them start to enjoy it, then, then I, I always tell my athletes too, it's like, hey, man, you know, 90% of the time is going to be a hard, hard, right. hard work. Yeah. And, and you're, you're gonna, you're working for that 10%, but that 10% of happiness and joy is 100% worth it. You know, right. like, so you, you really, you know, but anyway, he, 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 he knew that he, what we were signing up for was not easy because he did it himself. Right. And, and, um, and just, just to yeah. add on that, I, I want to say a couple things, even from a coach, like I don't have my own children, but even just as a coach, I always feel like it's very important for athletes to know, and I'm sure as a parent to to a child, it's like, okay, don't do this because you think it's going to make me happy, right? Yes. It's like you yes. have to yes. do this because this is what you want, and win, lose, or draw, I'm going to be your parent or I'm going to be your coach. I'm going to be there. Like One of the things I've always told my athletes is like, listen, if you PR, I'm going to be there to high-five you. If you know height, I'm going to be there while you're crying and take care of you like either way i don't care through the ups and downs i'm gonna be there with you as a coach because uh, i like you said i know there's gonna be a lot of bad days you know and we got to be yeah. able to work through that but if the only reason you're doing this is because you think it's going to put a smile on my face you can't worry about that that that's not the right, right way and especially i know your dad man your dad's a great coach and he's intense. Like he wants that effort. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, that's yeah. why it's like, yeah, for you guys, especially being his sons, it's like, you guys got to know what you're signing up for. Like you, you guys got to be ready for that challenge. Um, yeah. And it, it was intense. Yeah. <laughs> it was intense. 
Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, I mean, and, and honestly though, too, like, um, that having that, we, I mean, we struggled, like it was hard, like define, there was no real defined line. We struggled to try to create like a defined line between dad and coach. And, right. and it was, it was very, very difficult. It was, it was a struggle, you know, because as a dad, he wants to be very sympathetic. And, but as right. a coach, he's like, he, he can't be that way. You know, right. he wants us to be the best we can be, you know? So, but it ended up in the end becoming an incredible, I mean, now me and him and Luke were over here at our, at our club now. Right. And, and we're coaching, and I mean, it's brought, the pole vault has, I always tell people, like, the pole vault has been so incredible to my family, and we could we could work the rest of our lives trying to give back uh, what mm. the pole's given our family, and we wouldn't even come close, so it's, uh, it was, it's very special, but yeah, so he, he, um, he, you know, made us do that, and then we ended up, you know, be, being, you know, fairly, fairly successful. I ended up jumping out of college or after college, mm-hmm. um, on, you know, in some elite meets and, um, and my, I guess my claim to fame, my biggest, you know, uh, uh, crescendo was at, I think it was 2011 or 13, uh, us indoors. I got second place, awesome. uh, with my P with my PR of, Okay, and that was that was that was kind of like a culmination of the struggle all the way from whenever I came back from Alabama because yeah. I I really really struggled to get back into good shape and then once I jumped five fifty my junior year in college like it was years years yeah. and years before I had a PR again and then at that U.S. Uh, championship I I jumped five fifty one. Uh, yeah, it was either 550 or 551, and that was a huge victory for me. And mm. then, and then to to get that 555, that was the first time that I had PR'd in, in years, and wow. uh, it was really, really, it was really, really cool. And and yeah, so then, so then after that, I actually, this is actually kind of a crazy part of my story mm. is I ended up getting. Uh, so people were like, "Well, what, what what happened to you after you know you packed it up?" Because I ended up. You know, right. during this whole time, during this whole time, um, that I'm pole vaulting after college, I was working a full-time job, you know, like I was a teacher, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and not, uh, not a classroom teacher. I was a, you know, physical education teacher. Okay. So I'm on my feet all day long and right. then I'm driving, you know, 45 minutes to go train in North Central after school. Right. And, and, and I had, I was, uh, married and, um, we had a house and so I was keeping up with the house and, uh, you know, trying to maintain a balance with my, in my marriage. And, and, uh, and then once we had our first daughter, I continued to try to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I just quickly realized that it was, it was, uh, time to shut it down. And and so I whenever I did shut it down though, I became extremely bitter towards the sport, like, uh, very, very bitter man like so and i and i look back on it now and i'm like i was just being a big baby but <laughs> so um, what, why why did you become bitter go go more into detail um, i think i think this is this is something that for all those you know aspiring uh elite pole vaulters out there i think this is a good a good 
thing to hear. Um, I, I got super bitter because I grew up and whenever I was in high school, I was going to go to the Olympics. Like right. that, in my head, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to the Olympics. It's not a question, you know, like I'm, I, that's what's happening, you know? And, right. and so you, and, and so what happened was, is, is I invested my entire being into that goal. And then, you know, over the next 10 years, I invest my whole life into pole vaulting and into that goal of, of being, uh, an Olympian. And, and so over, over time, you know, it slowly, you know, started to kind of slip out of my hands. And, um, I, I just looked back on it and I was like, I was like, this is ridiculous. And I remember in my head thinking to myself, that was a big waste of my time. And I know yeah. that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy. And it sounds crazy to me now too, because I was, all I was doing is I was being a big ungrateful baby. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I, I just thought to myself, I was just wallowing in my own self pity. And I was just like, this is, ridiculous i i literally you know our vacations were based around pole vaulting every single day of my life every meal i ate every time i woke up in the morning you know like every single thing that i did in my life was based around pole vaulting and i didn't make it to that goal but 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 let me let let me stop you there because i think the story you're telling right now is not uncommon Cause yeah, I, I, right. I think, I think we forget so often. I mean, like, you know, when you think about how many, you know, guys out there jump, you know, 17 plus, how many, you know, women out there now are jumping 14 plus and they do have that Olympic dream and it is difficult. I mean, like, and look, what I love about your story is like, dude, you're doing it with a full-time job and being married um, you know, and I, I think that's really cool because I think a lot of people think it can't be done while doing both. And although you didn't reach the Olympics, like you accomplished a lot of great things. I think what's just right. unfortunate in our sport is that the Olympics are the pinnacle, but only three Americans go. Right. You right. know, and, and then you want to know that. Yeah. And the saddest part about that whole thing is, and, and, and what really kind of <laughs> got me kick back into into gear was whenever I was talking with my wife and you know we you know she went not only did I go through that whole thing but my wife went through that whole yeah. thing we met my junior my we met my junior year in high school wow. So, wow. so so she she went through the gauntlet with me man yeah. and and so and so what happened was is that we were sitting down and, and she just was like i mean how she she basically just asked me this question she probably doesn't even remember but she said how much do you need to be happy right. and i was like i was like man and then i was like okay so i qualified for state all four years in high school i won a state championship i was all state three years i you know, I won three division three national championships. I got to go to, I don't know how many U.S. championships and I got second at the U.S. Yeah. championships. And it's like, what the heck, man? Are you kidding me? Like, you can't be happy with that. Well, That's ridiculous, well, it, man. <laughs> it's funny. And I mean, look, like you, you coach, you know, you know how this is. I, I have athletes like, you know, like I'm thinking of one athlete in my head. She was like, oh, I just can't wait to jump 12. I can't wait to jump 12. Dude, this girl is busting her ass. She jumps 12, 
not two weeks later, she's like, oh my God, 12 sucks. I need to jump higher. Blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> like what? Is it, there's no height that you're going to reach where you're going to be like, okay, now we're good. I'm good. It's yes. like, it's like, yes. uh, and, and I just, I just had Sean Francis on and, and Sean talked about this. It's like, he, he said like some people have these goals that he, I think he called them like infinity goals, right? Numbers uh-huh. don't stop. So it's like, let's say right. you're like, you know, what? I just want to jump 18, six. Well, after you clear right. 18.6, guess what? There's 18.7, there's 18.8, 18.9, 18, right? It's like it never stops. Right. So it's like like one, it's like you you and I both know this too. And for the you know everybody that's listening out here, I don't care how high you jump. But at a certain point, like let's say you put in a good solid five years of training, physical training and pole vault training. You are not going to PR by several feet a year anymore. You're going to PR oh. by inches that's the reality. You know what I mean? And so it's right. like, you know, if, if you've been jumping for a slew of years and you're a 18, 18, six guy, you know, yeah, you're going to have to work a chunk of years to kind of hopefully maybe someday get to 19. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. Like there's no more magic tricks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. And I mean, you, you, you start to kind of hit your, you know, genetic potential too. like, once you like, it's like, I, I remember just being like, okay, I, legitimately have been training for five five or six years post-collegiately you know and, and i was like you know am i do i really think that i'm going to like back squat 450 or something and like you know be be able to like you know power clean like the house and right. it's like no man i i was blessed with this body and and this strength and this speed and it got me to some really cool places and like and i got to do some really 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 cool things and right. and and at the end of the day is like okay can you just like it was it had nothing to do with any of my training or my job or anything this was just where i was supposed to be and like and and if you can't be happy with that, then that's on you. Like, you right. Know, you, well, well, go, that's go, on you, man. Right. Well, going back to being bitter or like you said, like being a baby, right? It's like if you can't look in the mirror, it's like, all right. So like I'm five foot eight, right? That's what I am. Yeah. If I look in the right. mirror and go, dude, why the hell am I not six foot today? It's like I, I have to be able to look in the mirror and be like, look, I'm five eight. That's what I am. I'm not going to be six foot, right? Like, and this sounds like right. silly explaining it this way because people are like, a dub, Bronco, like it's a tape measure. <laughs> but it's like, but no, it's like some people jump what they jump after years of training and they're like, they're upset. And you know what? You start pointing the finger. You're like, you know what? My coach isn't good enough. My training program's right. not good enough. I don't have the right poles. If only I was training at this place. Maybe if I lived in warmer weather, I could jump more. Or maybe my job is too hard and it's taking away from the energy I could be putting into the vault. And it's like, no, or maybe you're not going to break the world record. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, and that's, yeah, and, that, and you know what? At the end of my career, that's what I did, too. And this is what you see a lot of times with these elite uh, guys, too, is that, um, you know, you think, well, it's the poles. And, and so I was like, oh, yeah, it's the poles. It's the poles. It's not the fact. It's not the fact that I'm, you know, working, you know, eight hours a day <laughs> and on my feet. And then, right. and then like my daughter is crying like at two o'clock in the morning and I got to stay up with her from like two to four, you right. know, like it, it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's the poles. Yeah. It's yeah. the poles. And so then I, you know, I make a switch. I made a switch late in my career to spirit. And, and I was like, 
And then it turns out I can't, I, it, it wasn't the pulse. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, and I, and I was like, man, I literally like spent my entire career and, you know, it go, it's, it's just crazy. And, and, and the other thing too is the coaching too. Like there were some times where I would, towards the end of my career where I was like, you know what? You know, my dad, yeah, he's gotten me to some incredible places, but, you know, there might be something else going on out there. Yeah, you're like, you know what, I saw this YouTube video, I gotta try that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I've been watching a lot of YouTube, and there's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, and so then, you know, you start reaching, you grabbing for straws, and, and, dude, it doesn't have anything to do, if, if you've been in a system since you were a kid, and right. then, then all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, you're, you know, not jumping well towards the end of your career. If you go to a new coach, the chances of that really happening or switching poles, it's like, man, I don't know. Well, I, 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 I don't buy it. Well, you know, you know what? It's like I'll, I'll bring up an example from another sport. You know, uh, in UFC, Ronda Rousey was killing it. She was undefeated. She was a champ. This and that. And you know what? Like. She ended up losing. Holly Holm beats her. And a lot of people are complaining about her coaching, right? And, uh-huh. okay, maybe she could have switched coaching. But the reality was also, Ronda wasn't as good as some of these women that were coming up. And yeah, she wasn't sure. into it anymore. She was too busy making right. movies and stuff like that. And it, <laughs> and, it, and it goes same thing with pole vault, right? It's like, look, like maybe there is better coaching. But one... First of all, you and I both know there there's not enough information out there in our sport that so few people really know what the best coaching situations or coaching systems out there are because just because right. someone's jumping high with this coach doesn't mean that coach is awesome and just because another coach may have vaulters that are jumping lower doesn't mean that that coach is worse because right now it's like kind of right. like anybody who's coaching is going to have their good kids and their bad kids that's the reality you know what i mean and right. there's good coaching systems there's bad coaching systems but it's like i don't know man like like you said a lot of people out there are grasping for straws they're looking for like it's almost like you know how like people were always in search of like the fountain of youth. You know they they had this dream yeah. that if they just drink the water from the fountain of youth, they'll look beautiful, right? And it's like mm-hmm. no, like you know what? You need to eat healthy. You got to do your workouts. You got to get some sleep. It's like same thing in the vault. It's like if you're doing all those things already, it's like you kind of have to look at right. reality a little bit, you know? And yeah, and so, so, something that you brought up earlier too. What I really like is like, you know, you mentioned like, you know, you went to Alabama and not that it was a bad situation, but it wasn't right for you, you know? And I think that's so big for the pole vault community too. And I think, I think with a lot of, a lot of the clubs out there, I think a lot of people create these great pole vault club environments. And I, I think sometimes some colleges are not ready to take those kids in because they're coming from a place that does have a system that does have equipment. And unfortunately they're going to some colleges, I think sometimes where it's not the same and it's hard for that person who is getting like quality coaching almost every day to make that switch. And I think that's, I, I think that's really great that you realize that and that you went back to where it was going to work. I kind of almost wish more people like, you know, if education's all, all being equal, like obviously you have to go to the right school too, but it's like yeah. when ed- education's all equal, it's like, I, I wish more kids would go to the better pole vault situations. You know what I mean? Cause I think they sometimes yeah. get sucked into like, like even, you know, I mean the whole D one versus D three oh, or, man. you know what I mean? Big school versus small school and all that stuff, you know? 
Dude, tell me about it, man. I, I, I honestly, like, the amount of times that I've heard someone, like, like I've been like, uh, yeah, you know, like, they find out that I use the pole vault and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and they, they ask me how high I jumped, and, you know, I jumped, you know, 18, 18, three, mm-hmm. and they were like, uh, they're like, oh, man, you went D1? And I'm like, no, man, I went D3. And then their heart just drops. And it's like, this dude's not legit. (laughs) It's like, like, come on, man. Hey, no, but the reality of it is, is the coolest part. And I tell my my athletes this, too, is the coolest part about the pole vault and track and field is that it's an objective sport. Right. There is no subjectivity to it. So if you jump 550 or let's say, you know, in my case, 550 was the U.S. qualifying mark back, right. back in the, back then for yeah. U.S. Uh, nationals. And so, so I jumped 550, you know, at some small division three meet. Right. But guess what? I still get to go to U.S. Nationals because, right. you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's, you, you jump, you could jump, you know, 20 feet in Division Three or NAIA or whatever. Right. And, and it does not matter. That's what's so cool about our sport is, is you can actually go to those places like you're talking about, like these little hubs, like, and there's a lot of them that are like Division Two, Division Three, you know, right. schools that are like these little pole vaulting hubs that, you know, may not get the best athletes because kids love to tell their friends at high school like hey i'm going d1 man no 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 offense to any division one programs because there are division one programs out there that are incredible right but the thing is is you got to remember too like if you go to division one school the chances of that coach turning over like the coach turning over at a division one school is is a lot that that's true at a division three school you know yeah like, well, because a lot of the D one, a lot of the D one coaching ones. positions are voluntary, so it's like these guys are like right. just moving around a lot. Right, and then if you know if you have a volunteer that's really good at Division one school and they have success, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I got an offer for a full time, and it's right. like, yep, see ya, I'm right. out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and you, you, but there are like some you know Division one colleges that have had you know continued success like uh sure. kansas tom sure. Hayes. of course, like, he's, of course. he's been there for a long time and i mean why do you think he's having you know success he's, it's consistency man. right consistency well, well, and, and like, also there's a big difference between like like what you're saying like a kansas with tom hayes like Okay, I mean, and, and that goes a long way. Rick Attig used to be there, now Tom Hayes, yeah. you know, and it's like they have that long history, and that's a D1 program where it's like the girls are all going like 13, 6 plus, the guys are all going 17 plus. But I remember even one of my club kids, he went local here in New Jersey, and his PR was 15.9, which was amazing for him. He did a great job. He's yeah. jumping 13.9, jump 15.9, it was a really great jump. But it's like he used to like puff his chest out at pr- club practice, be like, dude, I'm a D1 athlete. I'm like, I'm like, yo, man, you're a 159 vaulter. What does it matter what division you're in? It's like that's right. that's it, you know. So exactly. that that's where, like you said, the objectivity of our sport. It's like you you are what you are. It doesn't matter what division you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the cool thing is too is that I, I don't know if it's still like this, but you know, back whenever I was in school, the coolest the cool thing is is that you can like go to a division three school and then you can still like. We would split up sometimes and the ball right. crew would go, would go and compete at, you know, a bigger division one meet. Exactly. You know, because, 100%. Because that, we, we you know, you kind of do run into that issue if you are, you know, you know, 
coming if you're jumping, you know, high to mid 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 to high seventeens in college and division three school, you know, you, you you it's hard to find that really good like head to head competition. Right. But the cool thing is is you can you can just travel to a big division one meet and you know, do it there. So right. It's pretty it's pretty tight. So, so- so kind anyway. of go, going back to how we got on all this, you know, you were talking about how you were, you know, bitter towards the end of your career. How did you get yeah. through that bitterness? Like what made you change your mind? How did you get to the point where now, you know, this fall you open Rise Athletics full time at an indoor facility? Like how did, how did you bridge that gap? What got you to this happier place? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I can't really like point to a well, I actually can point to a specific time. It was in June. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. And, and then you're like, holy cow, just this recently? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it was, it was in June when I made, I, I don't know what kind of, it just came over me. Like it was like kind of, I don't know, vision probably is a, a crazy spiritual word, but, mm-hmm. um, it was like, it was like, I was like, man, I actually came to peace with it for some reason. And I was like, you know what? This sport has been incredible to me and my family. I mean, I'm not even joking. Whenever I went into, to my job interview at my school, Mm -hmm. like to be the PE teacher, legitimately, the first thing they asked me about is, Hey, so I saw in your application, you were a pole vaulter. That's cool, man. And, And I and I was like, dude, even, even, you know, beyond, it's crazy the reach that the pole vault has had in, in me and my brother, in my family's lives, you know? So, right. so I, I kind of came to, I came to peace with it. And I was like, you know what? I, I do know a lot about this sport and my family knows a lot about this sport. And I just want to, and I, and I had, I had, People always ask me, why don't you coach at the high school? Why don't you coach at the high school? And right. I was like, well, I just, I kind I, I, I just wanted to be, have creative freedom. Right. And that's another, like, like in my, in my life, I, I really value things like time and things like, uh, creative freedom and like things like that because the, whenever I have, you know, whenever I can operate in my own time, my own, you know, space and have my own, you know, visions and, and create things, uh, that come into my head, then those are, those are the coolest things, in my opinion, that, that coolest times in my life, you know, like right. where I create stuff where I'm like, whoa, that was cool, you know? And so I, I, I was like, you know what? I could go, you know, to the high school, you know, some uh, high school somewhere. Or I could actually really just go out on a limb and try to create something really cool. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm, for, I'm, I, I was, I was looking for that void of the pole vault to be filled. Mm-hmm. And whenever that thought came into my head, it was instantly filled because I got all the same juices flowing that I had whenever yeah. I was pole vaulting. And I was like, man, this is going to be crazy. We could do this. We could do this. We could do this. You know, we could even have our own space. And, right. and you know, back, back then it was like, it was like, no, that's crazy, you know. But I was like, you know what? I don't care if it's crazy. I want 
to do this because I have a drive to do it and it's and it's filling this void that's been inside me since I stopped pole vaulting. And and so, you know, basically it was like overnight where I was like, Yep, I'm I'm totally invested in this and I wanna wanna go with it and and me and my dad we I mean my family also has been running uh pole vaulting camp. My dad started running a pole vaulting camp out of North Central College uh, over 25 years ago. Right. So no, I, it, yeah, you know, no, yeah. we, we've been running. I mean, it's not like we just like all of a sudden just popped up out of nowhere, you know, like right. my dad, like I we call him the godfather because he really is the godfather <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the club, man. He, you, he is the godfather. You guys, of the club, you, you know? guys should do like, uh, like a t shirt with like your dad's silhouette <laughs> with like the godfather font. That would be so cool. I, and, and if you do, I'm buying one. So let me know. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's really funny because I actually talked to him about that. And he was like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, oh. but, yeah, so, I mean, he the, the thing is, is I didn't really create anything. He created all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he created, I mean, I always, I say, I've said this on Instagram a couple of times, like, this, this whole thing was created, you know, over 40 years ago when my dad yeah. planted that, planted that coffee can in the backyard. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now, and it's grown and grown and grown, and he developed a system of how to pull vault. And he developed that system not, not by, I mean, you know, he he read books, and I remember him watching this Don Hood video, uh, at this Abilene Christian video. You know, you know, so right. he would watch informational stuff, and right. and but his system, it was developed. It was, you know, he it was developed from hard knocks. You know, like he yeah. he had to he had to figure it out, and it oh, was yeah. trial and error. You know, and. And he tried, he, we know that this works because he's tried all the other ones, <laughs> all the A other hundred percent. I, I feel like that's so huge because sometimes, and, and it's funny, you know, and I, I don't think any two coaches or coaching systems are exactly alike. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of differences between what you guys do and what I do. But what I find yeah. so funny is like when I get into certain discussions with people, it's like, they're like, well, have you tried this? And my answer always is like, yes, I have. <laughs> have you tried what yeah. I'm talking about? And usually their answer is no, but th- yet they know already it doesn't work, you know? And I'm like, dude, you can't, you can't knock it till you try it. You know what I mean? And I think for anybody listening out there, it's like, you have to, you ha- try, try. You got to get a taste of all these different coaching systems and see what works in your environment. Cause I think that, right. that's a really big deal. You know, it's like, look, like maybe if you're Tom Hayes at Kansas, what Tom Hayes at Kansas does is perfect because for his environment, the athletes and demographics he gets, that works, right? Right. But maybe yeah. for that high school coach who's just starting a pole vault program, maybe some of that won't work. It all depends. Everybody's got a unique uh, setting and demographic that they deal with, you know? And I know for me, yeah. even at my club, one of the things that I always talk about is like, I'm trying to get as many beginners through this system as possible to try to grow the sport as big as possible. That's like one of my big, big goals, right? It's like, sure, I want to coach people to jump high and I definitely got got some good athletes at the club. But my thing is, it's like I have to have a system in place where I can integrate beginners as quickly as possible and get them off the ground and enjoying the sport. And that's what's really, really important to me here. For somebody else, maybe that's not so important. You know what I mean? So it it all depends, you know? 
For sure. And, and you know, you're the sum total of all the coaches that you've interacted with and right. all the books that you've read and all the video that you've watched. You're the sum total of all that. And that's what your club, you know, has created. And that's how you created your, your system, if you, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and so, you know, that's, and that's what my, my dad, you know, just, you know, he, he created a system, but he just learned how to pole vault and right. then he learned how to coach pole vault, you know, right. like, so it's, it's, uh, and, and he, he created this whole entire thing. And that's why I don't want it to get it twisted is that like, we, 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 you know, just started this club, but you know, he's, he's, this thing has been going for a long time, but anyway, so but, he, but the, so he before, we, I'm so sorry. I'm going to cut, I keep cutting no, you off, good, good. but, um, What's so crazy to me, it's so funny because I think around last June, you started calling me up, you know what I mean? To ask me some yeah. questions about, you know, starting a club. And I had no idea that it's like, that's when the switch went for you, you know? Cause yeah, to me, it's yeah. like, I, for, and this is just my impression, right? Like I remember doing the podcast first with Josh, you know what I mean? And then I did it with your, your dad and Luke. And I always felt like this was all like bubbling up. Like this was bound to happen almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's great right. to hear your perspective and how, you know, you did get from this bitter place to this place now where you're like, you know what, why am I so bitter towards this thing that gave me so much? You know, and right. I'm so glad that you got to that point where you're like, you know, what? I can have fun with this sport in more than one way. It's more than just yeah. getting a PR. And I think that's where people kind of like I I, I feel sad for people because I sometimes even have, uh, you know, athletes that go through high school, go through college here, maybe try a year or two post collegiate. And when all of a sudden they realize that it's like, wait, I'm not going to maybe PR again, or I'm not going to qualify for USA's, or I'm not going to make the Olympics. They kind of just fade away from the sport. And it's like, first of all, you could always jump for fun. And you can kind of stay right, at a competitive right. level for you for a long time if you figure out a balance. Mm -hmm. Then the other thing is right. coaching is amazing. You know, now you get the chance to give everything that you've experienced and learned to other people and help them enjoy what you enjoyed at one time. And I feel like people right. have to look at all those angles. Like, I mean, like I could feel the positive energy. Like once you guys moved into that, that place and you guys started rise athletics indoors and like seeing all the posts, like it reminded of me, like you guys were like putting out the rollout runway and putting the pits together. And it was reminding me moving into my place. You know what I mean? And it's like, I could feel the joy and the happiness. And it's like, that's the thing that I, I hope people start to get that, that, you know what, maybe you're not going to go to the Olympics. And right. I think what's even worse, and it's a different topic, and maybe we can go off on this tangent at some point. What's even worse is, like, some people that even make the Olympics, what they realize after that is, like, you don't get any cash. Nothing mm -hmm. happens. You know what I mean? But no, it's like, you know no, what? No. By coaching, you could have a business. You know what I mean? Right. You could put food yeah. on the table and do something every day that you love. Like, look, I don't, right. I don't want to like lie to anybody. Like, you know, I make a living, but I'm not like rich. You know, I, I hope mm. to someday grow my business even bigger, but it's like, I pinch myself every day. I'm like, am I really just coaching pole vault for a living? Like, this <laughs> is wild, you, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a really, really cool thing, you know, that, that I, I didn't, I never wanted to be a coach. Like I was always mm -hmm. just like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I'm not, I'm not coaching. Yeah. Um, I, I think like, that's, I, that's being a stud athlete. 
I think when you're a stud athlete, you got to have that like cockiness. You're like, coach, dude, I'm too busy killing it out here. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, and I got done with pole vaulting and I mean, I, I ran two ultra marathons. Wow. Like, and I, I started, I was trying really hard. I skate, I was, I used to, me and my brother skateboarded for a long time, okay. like whenever we were kids. And, right. And that was like my first love. And so I started skating again and I was like, yeah, this is going to fill the void. And then like, I, I'll do it. That's so many things. I mean, hunting, uh, there, there's cr- so many hobbies that I just like tried to, figure out like man i i want to feel like i'm actually doing something with you know like something something cool you know with my life i know that sounds you know stupid but no, it, it, i don't, like, I don't, I I don't like, think it sounds like, stupid i think we're all in search of that i mean i can't yeah. tell you how many friends or family i have that even put money aside they might be doing great financially but they still have that itch you know what i mean yeah, and right i feel very fortunate like for me it's like I have that fulfilled, you know, and I think, I think that's, that's why you did what you did this fall. Like, you know, starting rise athletics, it's fulfilling that itch, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's, and what, what happened was that ended up, you know, filling a lot of these different, you know, places in my life that I was like, okay, I need some sort of outlet. Like, like I needed a creative outlet, mm-hmm. you know, like something that I could be like, okay, there's nothing there now and then like you create something and like now it's like holy cow this thing never you know was there before and like now it's there like to me that's like fascinating to me and like and just like creating hype and creating smiles and like excitement like whenever whenever like the kids come in and the music's pumping and like and and you see like that they're excited to be there like it's it is so addicting like and and at the beginning of this thing i was like you know what it kind of like what you were talking about like yeah. i was like oh yeah this will be cool this will be something that you know i can do you know to you know maybe you know make some money and mm-hmm. you know do this and that but then after like the first two practices so so I need to back up. So yeah, yeah, we've, been running these, we, we've been running these camps for a long time at North Central. Mm-hmm. And it, they've been incredible. North Central's been incredible to us. And, and, you know, but then I just got that itch in June. And I was like, hey, Dad, I'm not going to pull, I'm not going to coach at the camp this year. And he was like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, you know, and, and I was like, well, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, so what do you think about me, you know, taking, you know, a few, like, I think it was five people okay. and asking them, would you want to come and start, start this club with me? And we're going to pull ball twice a week and we're going to do some strength and speed training and, mm-hmm. and all these things. And we're going to do it out of my old high school, Plainfield South High School, uh, in Plainfield, Illinois. And, and, they were all, all five of them were like, heck yes, yes, yeah. 100%. I would love to do that. And then, then, like, I kind of was like, yeah, and we're going to get a facility eventually. But in my head, I was like, I have no idea if this is going to work out. Right. And so I was like, I was like, you know, come on, let's, let's go. Like, I know I can, I know at least at the bare minimum, I know I can make you better from June to like, 
October once the weather gets bad. I was like, you know, so if you trust me, then we can right. make this thing happen. And so they did, these kids, and 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 then they started getting better. And I was like, right. whoa, this is, like, really getting pretty crazy. And then, like, we went to this track meet, and they, you know, some of them had, you know, double PRs, PR by a foot, PR by a foot and a half. Nice. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, whoa, these these guys are actually really getting like a lot better. Right. And then, and then it slowly, like, there was like a time where it just turned over into okay, this thing was like maybe going to happen, and then it turned into it's not a maybe anymore it has to happen right because because now i've got a lot of kids counting on this you know and so that was whenever where i was like okay you know what this is getting kicked up into overdrive i'm getting a real estate agent to start looking for places and then that was whenever you know everything kind of got flipped upside down and my life just turned into you know going going off trying yeah, to get this and club started you, you bring up so many great points i mean even earlier you, you know you talked about like you know for anybody listening like okay why not just coach at a high school or college and you brought up like creativity and freedom and that's something like i i can't express enough to people out there who maybe are unhappy coaching in the situations that they're at that when you have a club you get the creativity and freedom to do things the way it makes sense for you and your athletes. And right, then, right. like you just said, it's like, yeah, once you got enough athletes, you're like, I have to make this work. It's like, it's like having children, yeah. right? Like, you can't let children starve. You got to figure it out. You got to put food on the table. And so it's like, same thing having a club. You have athletes, you're like, no, I got to get this done. I got to figure out how to get the poles that they need. I got to figure out how to get a facility. I got to figure out how to, you know, keep the lights on. You know what I mean? Keep things right. going. And it's like, but there's this amazing, amazing buzz. Like, like you were talking about that high of coaching a practice, right? Like yesterday yeah. we had our last practice of the fall. Um, tonight we're going to a meet, so there's no practice, but we had like double pits going both practices last night. And it's just awesome. when there's two pits going, two coaches coaching at the same time, it's like each way you turn, you see someone flying through the air. It's just amazing. I, I almost compare it to doing like air traffic control at a, the busiest airport ever. And it's like you're just like your head's on a swivel. You're watching everything. And for, for someone like me, I'm so high energy that it's like I just – if. I can literally wake up and like, let's say just for whatever reason, feel so bummed out. Like maybe I've just been having a tough week or whatever, but it's like, I start coaching a session like that and it's like, boom, fireworks in my brain. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just a blast, you know? Yeah. They keep you young and like they, they just, they, they're just fun, man. And that was, that was like, like what happened was, is that it was like, okay, these kids are getting better at pole vaulting. And it was like, that's really cool, you know? Yeah. And they were getting substantially better. And mm-hmm. and I was like, this is really awesome for their pole vaulting. But then, like, the, the thing that just completely took it over the edge was whenever I was having kids, like, I had a girl come up to me, uh, a club member, and this was back when we were at South, where none of this physical space was even here. We were out there grinding, man, with lights, 
we were we were out there with lights. We had to put the lights on the stands, and mm. and dude, it was it was not the best situation. But these kids are out here, and this girl comes up to me and she goes, uh, she goes, you know, like my whole life right now is kind of falling apart. And she was like, and I am living for Tuesdays and Thursdays right now. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, dude. And then that was like when it hit me where I was like, all right, well, I guess we're doing this thing all the way. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, no, I, you know, that that's so, so important. Like you bring up something so critical because I, I can't tell you, I, I always have conversations with people and especially like. I'm a little bit opposite than you, right? Like my family, like I still feel like to this day, like if I called up my mom and I was like, hey, I'm going to go get a regular job. And, uh, you know, obviously also they want me to get married and have children, which I have neither right now. So it's like if I called them up with that news, they'd be like, oh, thank you, God. But, right, I, I, I tell my mom, like, I have athletes that are closer with me than they are with their parents, you know what I mean? Because not yeah, everybody's wild. blessed with the family that you have, you know, or the family yeah. that Ivan was raised in, or their yeah. their life situations are just hard. And it's like you literally are a beacon of hope. You're a home away from home for a lot of these athletes. And you know, it could be other things. You know, for some people, that's like maybe a rock climbing gym or a jujitsu gym or or CrossFit. But it's just like I right. know with pole vaulting, the community that we can have and the culture that we can have at our clubs. We really provide that home away from home for so many people. I mean, even today, I, I told you, one of my college guys came in. He was, he was home from break, so he jumped. And then one of my, my uh, female collegiate athletes came in. She's injured, but she just wanted to come in to BS with us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she, yeah, just, she right. wanted to just, hey, you know, like, I, I'm home from break, and I just, you know, I, I just want to come in and just hang out with you guys. And that's awesome to know that you could provide that for people because that, that's all we're doing as people. We want, we want to feel at home someplace, and fortunately, we could provide that for people. You know what I mean? And yeah. I th- and I think a lot of times for me personally, like throughout, you know, I, I mean, I've been coaching since 2004, the club since 2007, and I went full-time with the club since 2010. I mean, there have been tough times in my life personally where I was so happy that I had the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was my family, right. you know? And it's like we, awesome. we can provide that for other people too. And I, I think that's really, you know, when you talk about fulfilling that itch or need, it's I, – I, and listen, I don't want to speak for you, so you, you give me your opinion. But it's like, you know, where – it's like you're chasing those PRs because I was there as a coach, right? I'm chasing those PRs as a coach. I'm chasing those championships as a coach. But what I came to realize is what Povo gives me is more than that. It's not the victory that matters so much. You know, it's that everyday journey. It's that sense of community. That Those are the things where it's like, you know what? If you have just the typical nine-to-five job, you're not always going to get that. You know, it's yeah. just a job. And then you go back home and it's empty. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Especially if you're, like, right. single. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God. You just work nine-to-five. Now you sit with your dinner by yourself, watch a TV show. It's like, whereas, like, the pole vault culture and community that that can that can be that home for you you know yeah and i i mean for me too is like the i think the reason why i took and took and ran with it so hard was because all the lessons that i learned in pole vaulting all paralleled you know all the struggles that i went through to start this club like and i mean it was it was so i don't mean to like you know shut 
tell anybody not to do it because it's incredible. But yeah. man, it was nuts. It mm-hmm. was crazy starting this thing up. It almost killed me. Uh, and, and so like, but at the same time, it's like, man, I just kept referring back to all these lessons I learned in whenever I was actually an athlete. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is really crazy because all these things are just paralleling. Uh, you know, my athletic career and it was, it was just really, really cool. And, and we, you know, we're, we're, we're super, super excited and, and the kids are getting better and, and, you know, we're just, we're just over here just, you know, trying to, trying to help kids uh, to, you know, also like-minded people being together is really cool to watch, you know, right. like, and w- when we're all kind of, you know, because pole vaulting is definitely a niche sport, and yeah. and it's uh, and it's cool because it's like, you know, we we all relate to each other, and, right. and and that's that's the thing is that once those kids started to become really good friends and become really close to each other, that was whenever it was like, yeah, this is really something that goes beyond uh, what I originally had you know thought it would be, and and I, if you were to ask me like five you know, 10 years ago, like if I would have had my own pullout club, I would be like, no, that's not my thing. But like, it just immediately became my thing. And, and I told my dad the other day, I was like, to be honest with you, like in my, you know, this is like, this is probably in my opinion, in my assessment, like mm-hmm. when I look back on my life so far, I, this is the coolest thing that I've, done so like i feel like i i feel like this is like in my head i'm like man i'm so happy with this i'm so proud of it and and i love it so much you know and and it's it's crazy man and and i gotta you know and come in full circle you know my my wife's going (laughs) you know went through my whole pole vault career with me and and then she's like okay fine all right we get a break now yeah we get a break (laughs) and then then, boom yeah yeah. back right back in 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 the whole pole vaulting thing but she's been incredible with the whole thing and and then my my two daughters Lacey and brooklyn uh brooklyn's two years old and then Lacey's four years old okay uh they they have been all three of them have been super supportive yeah. and and super understanding too yeah. you know because it was it was not easy getting this whole thing started no man. i'm sure what well, i i think of a couple things from what you just said you know one i i remember the first time i went to vertical assault in bethlehem pennsylvania and this was when mike Lorick was there and i was just <laughs> Dude, I was like a kid in a candy shop. I was like, this is amazing. And I walk up to Mike. I'm like, dude, I would love to have a club someday. And he like looked at me and he's like, are you sure about that? (laughs) And I didn't know what he meant at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, it is hard. But it's kind of like going back to even your your pole vaulting career. Like if you want to jump high, it's not easy. It's like what Ronnie Coleman, the bodybuilder, used to say. It's like everybody want to be big. But not everybody want to lift them weights, you know? It's like... I love that, scene. Yeah. That's, like, one of my favorites. Right. And it's that's, like... That's awesome. Yeah, everybody wants to jump high, but not everybody wants to work hard. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people maybe would like to pull, have a pole vaulting club, but they don't want to work hard. And it takes hard work. 
but it's so rewarding. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's like whether you're working hard to jump high, whether you're working hard to have a pole vaulting club, whether you're working hard for a, your job, a relationship, whatever, it's rewarding. You're the, the yeah. harder you work, the bigger the reward, you know, and it doesn't always happen yes. immediately. You know what I mean? But it's like, if you just keep chipping away, you know, cause I, I think about, you know, how long it took for me to get to the, the club to this point, you know, to some people maybe listening to this podcast, it seems overnight, but it's like, I started coaching 2004, started the club in 2007, went full time in 2010. And then that was in a shared space at a, a facility that had many sports in it. And then it wasn't until I think 2014, 15 that I got this space where it's just my four walls, you know, it's like, right. so it might take some time, but it's like, it's so rewarding, so rewarding. And yeah. I, I, I just can't say enough about that. Um, well, yeah, and, and the thing is too is like that's that's our thing is like we you know we just we just this club just started, but like I I don't think about like oh yeah you know like we we've only been you know we've only had this space since October fifteenth I think and mm-hmm. and so it's like oh you just started no 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 we did not just start right. <laughs> we have been grinding. Me, my dad, my brothers, we've been grinding to create the, the knowledge that creates the foundation for this club. Well, you know, we, we had to, we had to go through our, our entire athletic careers are, were, you know, developed this club too. You right. Know? Well, like, and, so, and think about that, that, that camp that your dad would do in the summers. You guys built the popularity yeah. of the Povil up in your area that when you opened a club, there was a demand. And that's what sometimes people don't realize. Like you have to build that demand for the the sport, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's I mean, my and that's why I say my dad, the godfather, he uh he 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 built this whole thing. I'm not I can't really take any credit for it because he I mean he he we used to have, you know, a hundred some people at North Central's pole vault. Right. You know, so like it's like it's like, hey man, you know, I basically gave us a home and mm-hmm. then now this is you know so now we get to kind of have have our right. own little spin and our own creative freedom to be able to do what we want to do here so awesome. pretty pretty sweet man yeah yeah we love it i i hate to cut us off i have to kind of head out for this track meet um but uh Thank you. Thank you for doing the podcast, Jake. I'm sure we'll do more in the future because there's plenty of topics that we could talk about. Um, Do you want to tell maybe anybody listening how they could follow you um, on Instagram or anything or any final message you want to give to everybody? Yeah, well, I, I would be remiss to not mention that Mike Cotterham, uh, really helped me a lot with this, uh, project too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was kind of bouncing back and forth calling you and calling Mike at the Flying Dragons. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks, uh, volumes to the community, the pole vault community, the pole vault club community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being a you helping me and and mike helping you know it's just like they you guys could have been like no i want my club to be the best but you're like no you're like no you know what i'm i'm gonna help whoever comes over here because you guys are just trying to help kids and 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 i really really appreciate what you did and and what what mike did as well so yeah i mean uh yeah but we we're at rise rise underscore athletic underscore club on uh instagram and then 
I'm really bad at all this. Yeah, that's if you just follow us on that, that's that's awesome. So and and, and you and you would say basically anybody in the Chicago area looking for a place to jump, they should hit you up, right? Yeah, man, hit us up. Oh yeah, and then www.riseac.com okay. uh, is our is our website. And yeah, man, we're always we're always uh, looking for new people to come out. And uh, yeah, man, we're having a good time over here, and and we're getting better. So that's what we want. Awesome. And for everybody listening, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy the holiday. Thank you for listening. Again, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, leave a review if you can. And for anybody interested in more Apex Vaulting stuff, we're the real Apex Vaulting on Instagram, and we're on uh, Apex Vaulting on Snapchat, um, Twitter, TikTok. Um, and if, if you have any comments or questions, just email us at apexvaulting at gmail.com. And thanks for listening.